today. All right, today's story is about the interesting world that orbits the NBA. Story time, story time, story time. And the people lucky enough to play in it. It's a story that is kind of formed around two men, one about whom we can know a lot and another about whom we do not. And it's basically formed around some kind of undeniable evidence that a former NBA player <laughs> is at least tangentially involved in one of the most prominent clans in the Serbian mafia. Whoa. Right, so the first Bet man you didn't see that coming. Right? <laughs> so the first man we're gonna talk about is the former Minnesota Timberwolves starting center, Nikola <laughs> Pekovic. Nicknamed the Godfather while he played. The dog father, no, the, yeah, godfather. Okay. the godfather, and the other is the alleged cocaine king of the Balkans, Dario Saric. Darko Saric, sorry, okay. Darko Saric. I was gonna say Darko Dario, Saric, not Dario Saric. There's That's a lot of crazy. Brothers. What's wild is, um, this guy's called Darko Saric, and uh, this Nikola Pekovic replaced Darko Milicic in uh, the Timberwolves the lineup. Wolves. The Timberwolves picked up Milicic when he was injured, and then uh, this guy replaced him. And okay. played alongside Kevin Loving, uh, quite successful. Anyways, let me let me. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> All right. So, Nikola Pekovic was born in 1986 in the Socialist Republic of Montenegro, a short-lived iteration of what we now call just Montenegro. Montenegro is it still just Montenegro? They got uh, independence I think, yeah, from they Serbia. They did get independence. They did, yeah. Um, so, so being the, the Montenegro roommates, Montenegros <laughs> or <laughs> Montenegrans. <laughs> Oh, the no, Montenegrans. Montenegrans. <laughs> because I know Montenegrans are, I'm just going to take a That's wild hilarious. stab and oh, assume they're, that they're, they're racist. racist. <laughs> they're for racist. I mean the ones that are. Not, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, the ones yeah. that are racist are very racist. Clearly, if you're one of the fans, you're not. But You know what I'm saying? If you're Montenegrin and you're listening to this, by the way, I am so I'm so grateful. Please write in listening. and tell us more about this interesting story. If you know someone Serbian or Montenegrin, although I guess we're talking about specifically Montenegrin. Montenegrin. I'm brought it out to Serbia. But um, <laughs> I'll be I'll I will not necessarily be interchanging uh, Serbia and Montenegro, but I'll be naming the country what it is at the time of the incident. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it happens in like 1980, whatever, I'll say Socialist Republic of Montenegro. If it happens in this other year, I'll say Serbia. If it happens in another year, I'll say uh, Yugoslavia, like that. Okay. But I'll explain. And there's not too many of that, anyways. Mm. All right. So um, Pekovic was born in the town of Bielopoje. And he grew up oh, playing. Oh, I know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long story. Okay, let me just... <laughs> no, we're good. I keep we're interrupting you. Trust, me, trust, me, trust yeah. me, you're not going to be able to interrupt me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he grew up uh, playing for a junior team in the capital city. And he began his professional career in 2003 when he moved to Belgrade in Serbia and signed for KK Atlas Belgrade. Um, so he joined the national champion squad and he won three back-to-back League of Serbia titles mm. before he was transferred to Panathinaikos, where he oh, helped that's a them, big team. big team in Greece, where he helped them win two league titles and the 2008-9 EuroLeague uh, title yeah. as well, which is like, for those who don't know, it's like the Champions League of Basketball in Europe. Yeah, it's essentially the biggest basketball trophy you can win outside yeah. of the NBA Yeah, champion. outside of the, the NBA, NBA fact, yeah. probably the biggest one. Um, so yeah, so now the summer he transferred to Panathinaikos, he was also drafted 31st overall by the Timberwolves, but due Wait, to the signing of, uh-huh. so he signed in, um, he signed, I think in like May and the draft was in yeah. like June or whatever. So, but because of that signing, he was ineligible to join the league until his contract at Panathinaikos expired in 2010. 
So um, in 2010, he, you know, so after all the, after all that success in Panathinaikos, while he's waiting to come into the league, 2010 mm. comes around. He now comes to America to the Timberwolves. So after a lackluster first season in the league, Pekovic begins to realize the skill and potential he had displayed in Greece and the EuroLeague. And as he gained more confidence and prominence in the league, he cemented his place alongside Kevin Love in the most in the Timberwolves front court. Mm. So that's the portion of the team that includes the center and the two forwards. And uh, it was their most successful season in 2012 since the days of Kevin Garnett. So him and Kevin Love really like put in work in that season. Like, yeah, I mean, I remember Kevin Love. I don't remember this guy, but well, that's the thing. You know, you don't remember the big the big time role players, but. Um, he even earned himself a five-year, $60 million contract in the 2013 season. So the Timberwolves clearly recognized the contribution he'd made. Mm. Um, so then, uh, oh, but obviously by the 2014 season, the Wolves had traded Kevin Love in order to receive the first pick in the 2014 draft, yeah. who at the time was Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maple Jordan was perhaps not worth it at that Maple point in Jordan, time. I love that nickname. <laughs> In any case, uh, Petrovic's frame had begun to take its toll, and he had become injury prone. So his absences became longer and longer. How big is this guy? He's a center. He's so big. He's about six, seven six, something. something yeah, it's yeah. about seven something. Okay. Like six eleven something like that. Um, so uh, he became injury prone. His absences became longer and longer until they culminated in missing an entire season due to injury, and he was eventually waived by the team in 2017 after six years of respectable service. But he retired to a life in business back in his home nation of Montenegro. Yeah, and, and you know, committed to his family <laughs> and, you know, exactly yeah. all that money and the upbringing of his godson. So we've oh, gone nice. back like to that. the youth origins, youth and origins of Nicola. But with Darko, it's a bit difficult to ascertain his past. So we have to investigate the birth of the organization that he is a leader of. So now that yeah, this next leader, section... You know, not even bro, like... Bro. You know, like now, bystander is <clears> like... <throat> This next section is uh, taken a lot from an article, uh, a book, sorry, by Stefan uh, Doisinovich, uh, which came out in 2014. It's called Sarge, How the Balkan Cocaine Cartel Conquered Europe. All right, so um, on the 12th of March, 2000, so I'm going to give a little mm-hmm. bit of backstory. On the 12th of March, 2003, the acting president of Serbia, Natasia Majic, declared a state of emergency in the country. The actual president, Zoran Didic, had been assassinated. Under this, three, shit. Yeah, okay. Three. Under this state of emergency, she granted the Serbian government and police an extraordinary mandate to pursue both the assassins and the responsible parties within the Serbian mafia. In the course of the operation, which was called Operation Sabre, Serbian law enforcement claimed to solve a number of other crimes that had gone unresolved <laughs> in the past, Including the assassination of another former Serbian president by the mafia, Stambolic, by the mafia allegedly, long thought mafia to have been assassinated president. by the Serbian mafia, again and again. Right. So, several important members of organized crime groups were eliminated, in particular from the Zemun clan, which included members of an elite police unit and the deputy state prosecutor of Serbia. <laughs> It's giving Africa, guys. Yeah, bro, like, it's giving how, African how country. That, bro? Like, how deep is that level of information? Eh, oh, that's madness. Man is prosecuting white collar crimes. Yeah, by and gang he's the drug gang member. What? I just thought that was insane. That's that was insane. an insane level that of is uh, infiltration. Insane attorney general. Bruh, deputy state prosecutor. 
bro so multiple crimes yeah you know, like enough crimes the nation's crime 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 process. oh my god huh? uh, all right um so all in all about 11,600 people were detained and questioned in relation to operation saber 1,000 people Bruh. like what kind of so how many people are doing the arresting if 11,000 people Bruh, that's I mean? the thing they, they just took them for like, like, like a year and a half you need 100 people to arrest 11,000 people <laughs> a thousand people bro they went ham uh, I mean, I guess that's it, what bro. happens when you the president when is killed by deep. the mafia. <laughs> so, like, this is now. Now we need to. <laughs> yeah, like guys. something needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, those eleven thousand six hundred included many prominent public figures and celebrities, uh, with several, although several uh, organizations, including Human Rights Watch, accused Operation Saber of including some torture and rights violations, <laughs> like targeting of political opponents in mm-hmm. the uh, carry out of Operation Saber. So, after Operation Saber, people were under the impression that, for good or ill, organized crime had largely been rooted out of Serbian society, and a message had been From where? Based on what? In some cases, that interpretation was correct. A message had been sent. Yeah, a message, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Serbian underground had succumbed to hubris, they had become too brazen and too big for their britches, and people had paid the ultimate price, aka they served times for the crimes they committed. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds ultimate. But they learned their lesson. In the f- years following Saber, the Balkan Mafia professionalized. They learned from the mistakes of their no. predecessors, stayed off the streets, I knew and this worked was coming. in the shadows. I knew this was coming. Because that's all you right. do. You just that's scare them back like, into the shadows. Yeah, yeah, like, we're, we're, we're welding. You know that. They learned the economics um, and broke into new markets, no longer through murder and violence, but thanks to good goods and satisfied and not intimidated customers. So they diversified and uh, laundered immediately, and like that was the main aim. Um, like real white collar crime, oh, you know, like, like straight into like, just like the drugs are just funding us by us like doing other random things, normal yeah. businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so influential and powerful businessmen competed to work with them. Banks allowed them to loan the money, <laughs> and with the cash they had, they could secure Banks. great influence over the state, politicians, and the police. <laughs> this is over. Like, what, what time are we now? <laughs> now, now, by now, we're probably at like two thousand and eight, seven. Like, like when they've now years. basically reached a much higher peak than the previous era could have reached. Yeah, because the previous era was scaring people. Like things and, yeah. were all weird. Now it's like uh, celebrities, same as before, but now. You can do it you openly the because of you're, you're co-signing a subway yes, together. Yes, you're not, yes, you know yes, what I mean, meeting yeah, someone up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as the money. earnings increased, so obviously did the risks. So now, enter Darko Sarge. Sarge. So this next bit is uh, mainly taken from an, uh, an article by Igor Spige in the OCCRP, which is the Organized Crime and Community Reporting Project, something like that. Okay. It's like a really good journalistic project that reports on organized crime. Um, so, <coughs> Darko Sarge first came to national and international prominence when alleged members of his clan were intercepted by the Balkan Warrior Task Force. <laughs> comprising members of the DEA, Serbian intelligence, uh-huh. and Uruguayan police. Uh, they were where has Uruguay come to, from? They were <laughs> attempting oh God, to transfer 2.8 tons of cocaine from a British yacht called the Maui to an ocean liner that was going to make port in Western Europe. And uh, it was seized in a, in a Uruguayan port. 
So they were they were caught. Two of his guys were caught in a Uruguayan port. Two people, by the way, like just two guys, me and two you. man crew yeah. were moving <laughs> the elbow room was eight tons of cocaine from one boat guys, to another. Now for the for the <laughs> listeners, I don't know. I like I don't know what kind of teamwork you have. Yeah, you and your best guys, friend. First of all, I don't know how fast. Bro, do you, you know what a ton of cocaine looks like? A thousand kilos of cocaine. Yes. Your best day in the gym at Whoa. high speed times yeah. I don't know how many under a clock, probably in the it's dark. It's taking you years, <laughs> man. <laughs> and like, I'm telling you, do this shit by morning. And you have to do that, and you have to do it undercover. This is cocaine. It's not like you're moving fucking. You're not doing bricks or yeah, sand. Yeah, no. I mean, you, it is bricks or sand. Yeah, but not that type like, of bricks. Literally, the most dangerous sand. sand to be moving. The heaviest bricks or not. <laughs> literally <laughs> so they were caught in uh, you were caught, caught by a with ta- almost a three tons with almost three tons of cocaine they were moving it from a british boat to an Ouch. unspecified ocean liner that was gonna go off take to it to wherever area. yeah so at the same time uh as this seizure other alleged members of sarge i can't clan believe this is all going back to the NBA guys you were talking Bro, about yeah, hold up yeah, i'm yeah, gonna yeah, look yeah. these two in <laughs> So, um, so at the same time, they also captured members of his clan in Belgrade. So two years later, in January 2010, an international arrest warrant was issued for Dario Sarge, who had fled Montenegro several days earlier and was now officially on the run. So, so he's, he's fled. He fle- so clearly what that tells you is someone in the Serbian government told him, yo, we're issuing an international warrant for you in a couple of days. And then he left you need the to country move, yeah. and they issued it. So even at that point, he was still connected enough to get the jump so, of the government. I, so he was. So he was connected in so the resurgence. His boys, yeah, in the resurgence. In the resurgence now, he's become he's the be- head. I don't even know the name. I'm, I'm just gonna call it the Saric clan. So yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm using a because I mentioned the Zamun clan from the previous mm, takeover mm, just mm. to show you how these clans, how deep these clans can get. The clan is basically like a family. Yeah. Right. So like, if you've seen the Godfather. You know the Tatalias, mm-hmm. the Corleones, mm-hmm. like that. So the Saric clan and the Zemun clan are like Tatalia families, mafia families. Yeah. So here's we're just saying Saric. We don't know the name. I don't know. I was not able to find the name conclusively. But so at this point, they have an NBA player in. Not yet. At this point, they have. At this point, a. Uh, at this point, the known one of the well now is this is basically when they they now they. They're basically like a Balkan warrior is looking for this organization, this clan. They're, they've figured out high prominent members, this, that, and the third person. And now they're trying now to find them. He's seizing in the capture of those the boat guys and the guys they caught in Belgrade. They now ascertain that the guy they're looking for, the top of that thing, is Darko Sarge. So this is now how he becomes known to the public because at, up until this point he was operating in the shadows and then they seized these two but what guys. is he doing as a day job he's playing no 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 now i've not yet i've not yet i've just talked to you about another guy called Darko Saric. i've not yet connected him to nikola pekovic the player okay i've not yet connected right. him to i'm just telling you about about Darko Saric. Saric. yeah i'm Darko just telling Saric, you yeah. this is what happened to Darko uh-huh, Saric. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so Darko Saric is now currently being has now been identified as the Vito Corleone of his family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now they've issued a warrant in 2010, but he fled a couple of days earlier. So he fled. S- he Serbia. fled Montenegro. 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 And they, they, like, he was in Montenegro, and they issued. They were saying they were going to issue an international warrant, mm. but he obviously got a tip off and bounced a few days earlier. Okay. So, um, so on the sixth, the last January. So on the sixth of August, now they're building a case. They file new charges. 
and they basically um, accused Sarich and eight others of laundering up to 20 million euros from the sale of cocaine and reinvesting that money in the purchase of agricultural goods and hotels, mm. as well as other private businesses across Serbia. Right? So, um, that's unfortunate because you know, like, that's the, the drug dealer's dream. You make all that money and then you can Then shift. you go legit immediately. Right, so. Just ended on that basically Darko Sarit is now on the run. Yeah, they've arrested uh, some of his, uh, you know, some of his relatively high up mm. guys mm. and they're looking for him and they've now made the case that uh, not only was he involved in that uh, that uh, 2.8 ton seizure but, but also that money. he's previously been using cocaine to obtain money and laundering it through these means. Right. So now you're wondering probably at this point, like, how am I going to connect Nikola Pekovic and Darko Sarge? Because uh, surely at this point, I'm just, you know, being a bit slanderous towards Pekovic. I'm just identifying someone else. Maybe I'm hyperbolizing a connection because they're from the same country. And maybe I am. But here's kind of where the two uh, pieces fit together. So, as I mentioned earlier, many legitimate Serbian and Montenegrin business people were eager to do business with clan-connected individuals mm -hmm. on their legitimate endeavors. So, by that token, Pekovic is no different. He actually has a bunch of joint ventures with Darko Saric. And in 2018, he... Um, okay, so... How, how am I going to rope this around? Okay, no, actually... So if you remember, there was a crackdown on these guys early in the 2010s, right? So in one of these crackdowns, the head This of is the crackdown, the crackdown in, in they Uruguay. The, yeah, after Uruguay in, in Belgrade. So now around that time, they start... Remember, they issued him an international warrant in 2010. So now they now start looking for his guys and mm -hmm. his organization, anyone affiliated to him. So in October of 2010, the head of his Italian operation and his actual legit bro blood brother... Dusko Sarge was arrested in Montenegro off the back of an Italian warrant. So okay. he was basically receiving cocaine in Italy and then um, organizing a network to resell it into Italy. Um, so in 2010, he gets arrested for that. Now, while he's in while he's in custody, he has a 1.5 million euro debt that he owes. I think it's a I think it's a like a like a, you know like some kind of the room is spinning at that number. Bro. In, how I can't believe you put those that number and then debt Bro. next to each other. One point yeah, five like, million yeah. euros. Hmm? Like One point five million euro debt. Now, obviously he's uh, he's incarcerated. He can't pay it, and he's like liable, and I'm sure it's gonna pile up and increase. So what? Uh, Wait, who, this is I, the brother Dusko Sorry, this debt is. 1.5 Is it a legal debt? It's a legal debt. It's a legal debt. Yeah, okay, okay. It's a legal debt. So it's it's something, it's a legal debt that you can like, that you can sign off to someone yes, who yes. agrees. Someone basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. So who does Dusko Sarge sign off this 1.5 million euro debt to in 2018? But Center. Pekovic. Boom. So that's the first connection. Or actually, that's chronologically not the first connection. That's the first connection I'm going to present to you. But that's so dumb. Why would he do that? That's bro? number like, one. Well, well, I'm not going to ask guys why he would do that. Because yeah. number one is that. Number two is in 2017, 
An Audi A4 with American plates registered to Nikola Pekovic was pulled over with two passengers inside. Radojko Tomasevich, age 35, <laughs> and Ivan Golosevac, age 30. Golosevac was found to be in possession of cocaine and two firearms were found in a secret compartment in the car. Okay? These two gentlemen are underlings of oh, Dusko. Dusko. Sarge. Right? That's our second mm. Coming to the close of this story, I'm not making any assertions. I'm not accusing anyone of being in any kind of organized <laughs> uh, crime situation. As I These said, it's just adjacent. These are facts that I've presented. And I think the final and the coolest fact, I mean, like the reason I love this story, is that Dusko, Sarich's son, Nikola Nikovic's godson. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. I think that's a good like So Pekovic, when he retired and he was talking about um you know, I've done my time in the league, I'm I'm retiring to my family and my godson that I'm raising. That was, was talking about, was talking about Dasko Sarach's son. son. <laughs> he was talking about Dasko Sarach's son. So basically these guys and he was never convicted of anything. Nothing. Or bro. tied to anything. He's not convicted. Just that, uh, just of lending his car, you know what I mean? To some two criminals. Wait, it was his car as well? Yeah, the car, the, Audi, A4, the car? Audi A4 was his car, which has a secret compartment in which guns and ah, ammunition are found. Please, stop it. Stop it, sir. <laughs> Go and arrest. You guys, you missed one. I think you right. missed one. Go right. and arrest. I that love, guy. but I, I think that's so, that's he's so adjacent, bro. The pictures, I'll, I'll try and find them. There's so many pictures of like just the three of them on yachts, him and Darko on yachts, like him and Darko chilling. But then just no evidence of him tied to the No illegal. concrete, nothing concrete. He's just out. He's just chilling. He's that's the president crazy. of a big uh, basketball team in Belgrade. That's crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah, that's a nice little story. I think I, they, they, he is deaf on crud still. Like, he's definitely doing some shit now. Like, oh how? Now you see what? the young thug thing where you blow up something else, you mm-hmm. bring that money back into the crime, or mm-hmm. even you. this is now he does, he's doing what young thug should be doing, stupid, which is Instead of uh, like funneling money into crime, which is a crime, you just pretend to be the blind, legit. Number, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you just go. I just hired this. I hired this guy to write raps. Okay, he's not met his monthly targets, but I hired him to write yeah, raps. Yeah. And me, I don't know. Like, I don't know what he does at midnight. Me, I told him I ra- write raps from yeah. night till mid till four in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Like that's what these guys should be doing. If you're trying to shield your, if you're trying, to yes, still in, the still in the streets. I feel like that's the the problem with the young thug thing. Is he was probably? I feel like that's what he was tr- not trying to do. Like not trying to do it intentionally, but he was thought he was doing that. Thought he was doing that, and um, and so like once the Fed starts, crazy. once the Fed start looking for something to incriminate uh, you with, they're gonna find it as long as you're involved. You have to have. Like a minus ten connection. Yeah, exactly. You can't have yeah. one. You can't Bro, have three. It can't be a so even this thing of like even that issue. Even of, that uh, that car is close. Friend. That car is very oh. close. Even that hiring of the car is the car is That's wild. very close. The car bro. is wild. Because and if you, you find I have a license for those weapons, we might need to have Fidel back on to explain the intricacies. Give us the but then, I don't understand. If, if, if someone finds me driving your car here in this Uganda and I'm pulled over and I have stuff in there and I'm like in my car 
M. Well, that's the thing. Uh, they are liable for the. You see, um, like if, uh, if Gola they open was their... liable for the cocaine in his possession, but the gun, I'm sure the gun in the secret compartment is charged to you. So if there's a yeah. charge about concealing weapons, but all you're all you're being charged with is you're like. This guy needed a ride. I lent him my car. I didn't know he had cocaine. Or right. Anything. And then like, what if he says? Because I'm rich. I then was if NBA I say player. I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's not my cocaine. I'm no, not saying it's your cocaine. It's on your person. The thing is not on your person. So I, I'm not. I don't have to. I don't have to make the case for that. Uh, at least my lawyers you know can be mean? like. My lawyers can be like. Listen, I lent yo. Now you're gonna tell me not to lend people my car like because they're drug addicts, like and you know that drug addicts lie, your honor. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, you're a judge, bro. exactly. Like literally, you do but it then, like that to so detach. You come and you say that in court. Then I come to court and I say, your honor, these things were found in a secret compartment. I've just borrowed this car. Now you see. Now here's why you'll never do that in your fucking life. Mm. Because my fucking God. Yeah? Right. Yeah. 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 I hear you. 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 That's why you'll I never do you. that in but your But this is life. why I'm saying, like, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to paint it so that one is snaking the other. Mm. Me, I'm meaning, is there a way, like, I just don't want to, I don't know who's is it, a liability. Is it airtight? Is, yeah, is, is it, it airtight? airtight for everyone? No, it's airtight because it's a mafia-type organization. Right, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Me and my friends selling drugs, it's, I, I it's can't It's not going to be airtight, exactly. A mafia guy where it's like, you snitch. But just know, ju- yeah. if you're in a jail in Europe, we're gonna get gonna guys get, in there, mm-hmm. and they're gonna get you. Yeah. Whatever you you try, or even just stay. like you know, like you've but you've by that time you've probably come to the agreement. Look, if I go down, this is you've set bro, everything you up. You know what I mean? Bro. It's a real organization. Jail with your friends is way different than just than jail, jail on your ones, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like jail with your whole organization of guys. I tell you, when you've taken an L for someone like that, bro, the head of the family's nephew's godfather. No, that is immediately yeah, putting you it's in like good standing. Cool. Like, like you do this, well, I like, take, take it, this but L. now your family is sorted. Even I'm sure he said, I, I didn't know what that compartment was. I put my gun there. You know what I mean? Like you, I'm sure. Yeah, you take it on the chest. The yeah, L you take more it on the chest. Guy. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. That is crazy. That is one degree of separation from yeah. Me. Kevin Love, bro. That's two degrees of separation from LeBron. <laughs> Bro. LeBron, Kevin Love, Pekovic. Pekovic. Doko Savage. <laughs> <laughs> or, and that's so crazy because there's so many other people because you can do that with like... With anyone. You can do it with Jordan Poole because you got Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Pekovic, Doko Anyone, <laughs> bro. Anyone. Anyone who's like, ever fucking thingy. That's, the yeah, the, 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 it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> I feel we need an in-depth... I love the idea of Jordan Poole being, being like, in the same phone as, as a fucking uh, Serbian drug lord. <laughs> I, feel like for, I feel like the we need an in-depth expose. The next one should be on Michael Jordan and his and his pops' his thing. crime like, stuff. Ooh. Man, I don't know what... Uh, I can obviously look. This I don't podcast know might be shut down before we come out with the next episode. I don't know how the Serbian embassy here in Uganda is going to take this popping off. Right. Anyways, we'll see if it if it publishes. If you just start hearing the Serbian national anthem, don't, don't, don't yeah, complain. That's crazy. Learn the lyrics. Um, anyone, we need to highlight the story like... Yo, so I've, named all the, I've named all, more or less all the authors. Ego Spyich. I hope I've been pronouncing people's names. Yeah, I'm sorry, well. guys. Ego Spyich, Stefan Doisinovich. Um, and then, oh, and also, um, honestly, a big shout out to Ad Kick. <laughs> Ad Kick is a, like, a ve- Ad Kicks, sorry. 
at kicks is a at twitter kicks. account everything sports pop culture and instagram they did a thread about this mm. which was kind of half you know half researched or whatever but the truth is the first paragraph uh, the first bit about like uh, pekovic's thing was taken basically from his uh, basketball references wikipedia and those tweets so at kicks go give them a follow because they were the inspiration for this uh, piece yeah. oh my head is spinning i'm just thinking like Anyways, I guess that's what you do. You start your thing and then you cover the people you need to cover by people who can do it legally. Mm-hmm. While you're here doing the most hiding dimes for them, you know, while we're at the Cook Islands. Bruh. Bruh. Then you cover them like this. It's a bit brazen, mate. It's a bit brazen. I love it, though. And guys, please uh, respond to this, like, if you want more episodes like yeah, this. Yeah, let us know like if you want more episodes thing, like yeah. this. I would love to do research. Just don't, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You've given. Yeah, so we'll we'll try and do we'll try and do I think for the next one. So this was just a straight up basketball one. Now huh, what can I do next? Give us, you know, it, let us oh, know. Give us a suggestion. Let yeah. us know if you have so, any suggestions yeah. and things you want us to talk about, basketball or no, but something interesting. So true crime, I can do a historical one. I can do like a, I can do like a another kind of. Although this this person is not necessarily a messed up person. I mean, maybe Doctor Sarich has you know done some crimes. Mm. He has ordered a few. You see, the thing is, uh, every the, the cycles come back because. Um, Although these guys learned how to be more quiet and professional, eventually uh, Doko Sarge went back to ordering uh, hits on politicians. Standard, standard. Of course, you know, we're like, it's all well and good when guys are okay, what? Uh, but once international warrants come big, out, yeah. you're like, ah, you're like you know what, guy. this is long. Kill that guy. Put someone else where you see a thing, we What's continue. Yeah, so, so. I think that's the, I think that's the, 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 the core issue of the power thing. The, as right. soon as you have feel like you have enough power to not abide by rules you don't why would you you don't so i guess yeah that was good thank you so much brian keep it easy guys so much elbow yeah guys it was wonderful